Is your business stuck in the old world? Are you ready to transform into a modern entrepreneur? Learn what it takes to build a successful modern business and change your identity to a successful modern entrepreneur. Right here, right now, it's On Air Brands. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the On Air Brand Show. I am co-host Todd Genitasio with my lovely co-host Amber Furman today. Officially, our uh, our our show together. I almost said solo show, but it's it's our show without without our two dads, uh, Eric and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the two um, creator people that left us. Yeah. I feel so abandoned. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're um, just starting your like life after high school, right. And they kick you out and they're like, okay, now you're on your own. Like, yeah. I feel like we just got kicked out of like whatever <laughs> was created. Go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm excited about what we got going on for this season, season three. And today is really going to be kind of a primer that sets up the next few episodes, because what we're talking about is really having an identity shift into being a modern entrepreneur. And the importance of this is if you want to build a successful business uh, in any time, but we're, we're helping people today, not in the past, it's really about understanding, you know, what, who, who your customers are, where are they, and what is it that they're looking for and what do they want? What's the experience that they're looking for? And we talked about, you know, pre-show in our, in our uh, planning meeting was, you know, the old school selling where we're everybody pictures this, you know, guy on a used car lot with the slick back hair and the ugly jacket. And they're just kind of pushing, 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 trying to sell something to everybody. You know, like the old saying that everybody used to love is like, oh, he could sell ice to Eskimos, right? But why would you want to sell ice to Eskimos? Wouldn't it be a lot easier and better if you sold space heaters to Eskimos, maybe, you know, like, <laughs> and so when you want to really take your business to the next level, you can't just be using this brute force. I want to sell something to anybody who's going to listen to me, but you really have to understand what it is that will connect you with your ideal clients, your ideal customers, um, and what actions you need to take. You know, it's not the pound the phones and try and sell something one call close Wolf of Wall Street, right? It's about opening relationships and understanding that, uh, you know, there is a customer journey between when someone discovers you to when they become a paying customer to when you can deliver that value to them. Um, and how do you deliver value up front? And so, you know, a couple of the things here on my list, I'll rattle off and then we can kind of go through them. But, you know, some of the, the shifts to become a successful modern entrepreneur is number one, what we're talking about is, is shifting from promotion and pro and, and promo to empowering, right? And empowering your audience to make confident decisions and educated decisions that are right for them, right? The next one on the list here is, you know, shifting your communication from being self-centered to customer-centric, right? Customer-centric messaging that puts them at the heart of what it is that you're talking about. And the idea of shifting from commercials to content, right? When commercials come up on the air, everyone knows it's time to hit fast forward or go take a break, but they're paying attention to the content. And so needing to shift from putting out commercials 
to understanding you need to put out content in order to get the attention and engagement of your audience. And this similar mindset shift from being a consumer to being a creator, right? Stop spending so much time scrolling through social media and scrolling through the internet or buying things and start being the person who's creating the content that people are looking for, making that shift from consumer to creator. And then the last thing on here on the list, and I'm sure we'll come up with others as we discuss this, is making this shift from prey to pay. And it's the idea of people you know, called, you know, some people will call it the spray and pray approach, the publish and pray approach where they put some, they they create something, whether that's a blog post, a, a podcast episode, a new product, but they just create it and it sits there and they're not actually getting it out to the world. And in order to get something out to the world, you have to pay. And that can be paying money to advertise. It can be paying with your time. It can be paying with your sweat equity and putting in the work, right? So there's a lot of different ways to pay, but you can't just create something and and cross your fingers and hope that it makes an impact on the world you got to pay in some sort of way to make it bring it to the market and and make your impact on the world so those are the mindset shifts that we're going to be talking about here today and mindset shifts like you know you can have a checklist of actions anybody can google you know how do i x and find a, a simple checklist of something but amber the hardest part that we we talked about is actually clearing out all the baggage of who we currently are to become the person who takes these actions, right? Yeah, I 100% agree. I tell my clients all the time, and honestly, like this hits them a little bit wrong in the very beginning, and it's supposed to. I tell them that you shouldn't be able to accomplish your goals. Like mm. When you set goals, you shouldn't be able to accomplish them because if you could, you'd already have it. You should have a plan in place of where you're going to get the resources, where you're going to get the information and where you're going to make the shifts in order to become the person who can accomplish them down the road. But setting goals that you can already accomplish is counterintuitive because if you could, you already would have it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea so much. And it's if you if you could, you would. If you were the person who could do these things, then then you would already be doing them. And so how do you become the person who can do these things or become the person who makes these things happen? I should say, because like you said, you can, you can curate and collect different resources, whether that's hiring a team or, you know, outsourcing the work or contracting, whatever it is, or, or learning how to do it yourself or becoming a different person. But it's the idea that, you know, you need to become someone new to do new things and make new things happen. So let, let's yeah. tackle, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of group the first couple here. So the, the shift of going from promo to empower. And so a lot of times, even still, a lot of our clients come to us and their idea when they come, you know, and they're looking to hire a marketing agency, they're like, we have this product or service. We want to promote it. We want to get this out. Let's, let's promote it. Let's create ads that say, Hey, we do carpet cleaning, come hire us for carpet cleaning, or we do podcast production services, come hire us for that. Right. And, and it's when all you do is promote, what happens is you, you go into this bucket in someone's mind, the category of spam where they're going to just, they're going to block you out and they're not going to pay attention when all you do is promote. So instead, when you can shift the idea to becoming the, the Yoda, the Obi-Wan to being the guide for your ideal clients and you empower them to make confident decisions where you're showing them the paradigm shifts they need to have in their thinking about what they're trying to accomplish and showing them mistakes to avoid and, you know, beliefs they need to bust because they're misconceptions. Those kind of things help empower an audience to then want to do business with you. Right. And that's the shift from promo. Hey, we have something awesome. I just want to tell the whole world. Right. And we go through this, you know, verbal diarrhea. We just want to get it out and tell everybody and come buy our stuff. But unfortunately that natural default 
uh, thinking for people because of how society has been on the selling side of things, it doesn't work anymore. So when you do, when you have that feeling of like really excited, you have to pump the brakes and shift the way that you're going to get it out there and figure out how do I educate and empower the market as opposed to just go out and try and get people to buy my stuff. Yeah. And there's, it's really interesting because for the most part, when people do this, they have really good intentions. And the reason that they're promoting so much is because they know that what they have will change your life in right. one way or another. It will help you accomplish the goals that you have that you want to accomplish. We need to be able to step back and say, okay, I know what the end game is, but they don't. Right. right. And, and, speak to where they're at right now to take them to that end game and where they're at right now is why should I care? Yeah. Right. And people care based on emotions, not based on logic. So when you tell them, you know, I have this product and this is what it does. Somebody's like, great. Why, why do I care about that? Right. Yeah. Like what does it actually do for me? Yeah. I yeah. think and you and I were talking about this a little bit. Sorry, really quickly. I think you and I were talking about this a little bit before where we were talking about introductions. And yeah. when you start with, Hey, my name is people are like, okay, cool. And then you get into what you're doing and they're like, Whoa, wait a minute. What's your name? Yeah. Because now they know why they should remember you. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's interesting because the way that the, the way people choose who to buy from is also based on like knowing, liking and trusting the brand and the person. Right. And this is something I had a, a conversation a couple of the, a couple times this week. It came up with referrals, and the great thing about referrals is that you you bypass the amount of time, you speed up the amount of time it takes to build a relationship with the person, right? Because you're borrowing the the relationship of the person referring you over. But the problem with referrals and the disappointment in when they don't work out is that just because you now have a relationship with someone, that doesn't mean they have the actual need or desire for what it is that you're selling, right? Like one of my best friends is just became a realtor. And if I were going to buy a house from, if I were buying a house right now, I would use him, but I'm not buying a house right now. So that relationship part doesn't matter. So, you know, understanding the, the different layers of a customer journey too, where, yeah, you have to have that relationship, but, um, you know, you, you have to know where they're at. So you're speaking to the right point in the journey, like you said, and that, that also comes into play in the next thing we mentioned here, which was shifting from the self-centered to the customer centric. And so self-centered e egotistical sales and marketing promotions are, we have this product, look what this product does. Right. And, and you said, that's not how people want to think. That's like the fourth or fifth thing that they need to hear about. If you want to actually get their attention in the way that the brain and the mind work. Right. And so you need to flip that to being customer centric and saying, Hey, here's why this matters to you and speak to things that they're thinking about already, right? What are the problems that they have and help them there? If that's, if they're thinking about the problems, if they're already, you know, in the market for a particular type of product, then you can talk to them about that product, but not just saying our product, but it's just meeting them where they're at and shifting that from me, I, we, our product to here's why it matters to you. Here's what it will do for your life. Here's the transformation or increase in status or problem solving that it is going to happen for you. And here's why your life's going to be better on the other side of it. But you, like you said, you can't just come out with, here's how we do it. No one cares how you do it until they know why it matters to them, right? And what it's going to do for them. And that's you know something that you, you spoke to very eloquently in last week's episode. So if anybody missed last week's season three, episode one, make sure you check that out on airbrands.com slash show to hear Amber break that down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Well, it's really interesting because this is why psychographics of who you're trying to talk to are so important. Because think about all of the stuff that you may very well be giving them on a silver platter exactly what they need to solve their problems. However, you're, there's, there's a lot of times where either you're speaking to the problem they actually have instead of the problem that they think they have, which is where we need to start. And second of all, if you think about all of the things that you experience on a regular day and all the things that you don't really know you experience, like think of what's going on around you right now. And your your heart's beating, you're alive, you know, I'm talking with my hands really badly right now, so my, <laughs> my limbs are moving. Like, and then, you know, you've got stuff that you're hearing and smells and your brain can only take in so much and it's being filtered and understanding how your clients are filtering their information is going to be extremely important to making sure that your stuff makes it through that filter. Yeah. Because outside of that, and that filter is not logical. Like I think if you, if marketers, there's so many different ways to market. There's so many different ways to get your stuff out there, but most will agree that people buy emotionally and justify it logically. You did it last week. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll put you on the spot here it is, you know, emotionally you were missing out on clubhouse for a little while when it first so came out long. and it was so hot. Right. And that hooked you in. Like you wanted to get an iPhone because that's the only way to get on clubhouse and you had this emotional connection. And then I forget what there was a logical, eventually the logic kick clicked in where you're like, okay, now I can buy it. I'm okay. Right. Like, yeah. It, well, clubhouse was the logic. Yeah. Right. Because oh, it, it, was the I never, it was the green messages. Yeah. The green yes, text messages. The green that messages. was, you were, you were, yeah, yeah. Your, your friends yeah. were dinging you because you know, you were the one in the group chat that didn't have the, the I message and, uh, and then clubhouse came. It's like, Oh, time. I have to get an iPhone logically yeah. because if I want to be on clubhouse, then I need an iPhone. Yeah. And I mean, I can tell everybody all day long and make it sound like I'm this like super marketing genius that I knew I needed <laughs> to be on clubhouse and that it was going to be an amazing place for me to be so that I could have a voice and find a stage that wasn't overloaded. And all of that is the justification afterwards. The reality is for a long period of my life, and there's still a part of it that I, um, have to step back and logically fight, I make decisions based upon fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And Clubhouse did an amazing job of creating this FOMO for people yeah. that led people like myself who said, I'll never own an iPhone ever in my life to having like iPhone and Apple watch and earbuds. Cause they all go together, You're right? Once you got now. one, you gotta have others. Yeah. I still haven't found a reason to make the switch to like the computer yeah. and the tablet, but it's coming. I can yeah. feel it. So, yeah. I mean, the reality is stepping back and educating your clients on why they should care about your product before you ever tell them how to buy it. Yeah. And throwing in some entertainment in there. Like yeah. people either listen to education or they listen to entertainment. Mm -hmm. They don't listen to for $9.95 for a <laughs> limited time offer and yeah. there's more, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And also stories, right? Like, and, and maybe this ties into the, the entertaining part of it, but, but people connect emotionally to stories and, and when you share stories, and this is exactly what happens with your podcast for your business, right? Is that you share your stories with people and it creates a much stronger connection where now, you know, you mentioned where now you'll meet with clients and they'll say, Oh, and by the way, I love your podcast. 
Yeah. And it's really something just came to me that's really interesting that you brought up. And part of it is that depending on the product you're selling, and, and I think this could probably be said for almost every product, there's at least a portion of your target audience that doesn't want to admit they have the problem that you solve. Oh, yeah, and by sure. you talking about it, you give them permission to say, mm. oh, I need this. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, you know, we we deal a ton with personal development. We deal a ton with, you know, growth. And those are uncomfortable conversations to have. Nobody wants to admit that they're stuck. Nobody wants yeah. to admit that they're the reason they don't have everything they want in life. But even I think, you know, we were talking about a long care example. Like if you are in this prominent area where having your lawn cared for is extremely important, nobody wants to be the person that is going to admit that they're the outcast because they won't let anybody see their backyard. Yeah. Or, you know, there's always that emotional thing. And by telling your story, you give people permission to have the problem that you solve. I love that. I, yeah, I never thought of it in those type of words, but that's so true. You know, giving people the permission because when they, when they hear the story and no, and, and it's letting them know that they're not alone in feeling this way, right? Like it's, you know, a, a lot of people say, you know, when we talk about niching down and I think we talked about this last week, but you know, when you try to talk to everybody, you talk to no one, right? You're trying to talk broadly, you sound generic, it's watered down, ambiguous, no, you know, no one pays attention to that. But the more personal you get, the more people actually relate to it, you know, and the more personal, the you know, the more people you actually connect with. And, and while it seems like a paradox, that's one of those kind of paradigm shift, you know, uh, perspective shifts that we help people have during the customer journey is, when you, you know, you think you need to speak broadly to reach a lot of people, but the truth is you need to actually speak more narrowly and personally to connect with more people. Um, but, you know, going through the list here. So the next thing on here and these two go, go together too, is shifting from being a commercial, taking a commercial approach to promoting to being a content, uh, a content resource. And also that same switch from being a consumer to being a creator and creating content. And, you know, obviously we are huge proponents of podcasting. That's what we do at On Air Brands. Like, so anybody listening, if you're interested in starting a show, onairbrands.com, you know, we'd, we'd love to talk to you and help you out. But being able to tell your story in this type of format and switching from someone who's consuming information to creating, it allows you to reach more people to in a way that you're still being personal and telling your stories, but you're reaching so many more people and talking to them in a very intimate way. And whether it's through podcasting, whether it's through Facebook lives or, you know, Instagram stories or reels or TikTok, what, whatever your platform of choice is, and you should choose that based on where your ideal audience is, right? Because you want to go meet them where they're at, you know, physically and mentally. Um, but being a creator, if you just are in consumption mode all the time, then no one knows you exist, right? If you're not creating and publishing content, then you, you really don't exist on the internet. Right. I mean, it's, it's that simple if, if you look at it and break it down that way, but so many people, this is probably the biggest mindset hurdle that I've seen over the last 10 years into this shift. You know, I got into inbound and content marketing a long time ago, but is the idea of it being so hard to create content that people are going to care about. And, you know, this story that I tell all the time was I was working with a gym owner. This was 2012, I think. And, you know, uh, we were already about content marketing and blogging at the time. And I told him, all right, you know, we need to start creating content for you. You're the expert. You need to be doing it. And we said, okay, here's like the five topics that you should create, uh, write a blog post about. And the gym owner was like 60 years old. Now, obviously he's like super young physically. He's in great shape, like, you know, 
top athlete, top performer type of person. But this guy's been on the computer like 10 times in his whole life, right? Like he's not he's not able to create that way. And he's like, you know, he's like, I want to do this. But every time I sit down at the computer to write an article, he's hunting and pecking and all that, you know, and it, it, he's like, I spend 30 minutes and I get nowhere. So I was like, all right, I'm thinking, how can I, how can I get him to shift his perspective on this? It's so easy. So I sent him an email with no context other than the question of the topic. And it had something to do with, um, you know, sugar and nutrition or whatever. And I just asked him the question that we wanted the article to answer. And like, by the end of the day, he sent me a 400 word email <laughs> answering the question. And I said, thank you very much. Copied it, went to his website, pasted it into a blog post. And that was it. The email subject line was the, was the article title. The email he wrote was the article. And I think when we can, when, when we as entrepreneurs can make that shift, when we, when we recognize, yes, we have to shift into creator mode and content mode instead of being in commercial mode and consumer mode. But how do we do that? How do we make that identity shift? It's thinking about the easiest way to do it is how can you digital digitize the conversations that you're already having with your clients, whether that's via email or phone calls or in person or on Zoom. How do you just document that? And that's also why podcasting is great because it's just like we're sitting down having a cup of coffee with uh, someone on the other side of the table here and talking about things that we want everyone to know and understand. But instead of me having a thousand coffee meetings today, I can sit down with you and we can talk about this stuff and then we can reach thousands of people with this content. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you said that's like just gold that people should go back and listen to. But I, I have a friend who just started an IT company and we were at a networking group and she said, Hey, if you guys have any questions about IT, would you just email them to me? Because every time somebody sends me a question and I answer it and put it up on my YouTube channel, like Perfect. it's that easy. Right. Yep. But we make it hard. And so yeah. we answer all of our clients questions and then we sit down at the end of the day going, I don't know what to podcast about today. <laughs> right. Cause we make it difficult. And this is where having somebody that can guide, you through content creation is so important. Mm -hmm. when um, you have somebody that can say, okay, let's step back. Let's talk about pain points right now. And this is a really interesting exercise that people can do because when I, I had a client that I was working with that was having a hard time identifying her target audience because she had multiple people that she mm -hmm. wanted to work with. We all do, right? Yep. We all have multiple jobs, multiple ages, all of this stuff. So what I had her do was list the pain points that all of those people had individually and then identify the purpose of those pain points and find this overarching place where these pain points intersected. And those became like her global talking points that would reach across demographics. Yeah. And then the content becomes micro content that's directed at individual people. Yep. Um, what's really interesting, and I, I mentioned this to the um, dads that abandoned us when we were talking about um, PodMax a little <laughs> bit ago, is I switched and did PodMax as a guest instead of a host. Mm -hmm. And the biggest um, 
benefit that I found from that was that I did three podcasts back to back to back. And I was able to pay attention to what pieces of content I was talking about in each podcast. And each one of those podcasts had different target audiences. So I'm like, if these people have different target audiences and they're all talking to me about the same thing, this is where I need to double down. So pay attention to the conversations you're having and what you find yourself repeating over and over and over again. And then repeat it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's that is a great thing with Podmax and anybody interested in learning how to understand what are your stories that you should be telling, how to craft those messages so that they are stories worth listening to and then getting on three shows in a day. That's exactly what we do at Podmax. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, podmax.co, we'd love to have you check it out and join our next event. Um, But you're right, Amber, that's being able to talk about these same pillar topics, but just from a different way. Uh, so that it resonates differently with all the different people, right? Like if, as long as you're solving a similar problem for all of them, then that's a, you're exactly right. You can talk about all those things and, and you just t- tailor it based on who's paying attention and, and who's listening. But Yeah, but on the mindset shift side of that, it requires you to do all the things we're talking about today. It requires mm-hmm. you to step out and stop being self-centered and think about what you're talking about. It requires mm-hmm. you to think about content. It requires a mindset shift that only comes through practice and consistency and figuring out what works and what doesn't, you know, it, it requires you to step back and be your brand instead of just go through the motions and answer the questions. Yeah. So, all right. Our listeners are with us still here and they, they obviously, if you've made it this far, 25 minutes into the episode, you're, you're totally in, a, in agreement and alignment on the stuff we're talking about. These are the kind of shifts that make modern entrepreneurs successful. And you're like, yeah, this, this totally makes sense. It sounds logical. Um, but you just hit a wall every time you try to do it. So Amber, talk to us about like, what is getting in the way for people when they know what needs to be done, but they just don't do it? Well, the short and uncomfortable answer is them. Um, (laughs) And and I say that lovingly because I was there, right? Anybody who has um, heard my story knows that I wanted success and I couldn't find it. And somebody offered me a ticket to a success boot camp, And I thought, this is it, right? They're going to give me the the steps to success. One, two, three, four, five, because I'm an attorney and it has to be bullet pointed. (laughs) Um, And then I walk in and I hear for three hours that the reason I don't have everything that I want in life is because uh, I'm in my way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about this, I think, um, in the pre-production and then also during the episode that you can go find the list. If the list was yeah. all you needed, then we'd all be golden. Right. There I love are... the quote that's like, if if all we needed was information, then everybody would be billionaires with six pack abs. <laughs> yes, exactly. It doesn't work that way because, um, you know, some of us, I think, and and I'm going to talk about what we were talking about pre-production. Some of us find sleep, some of us find food, right? Yep. Like you find ways to distract yourself because here's the thing. Your unconscious mind is amazing at protecting you. It's not always amazing at understanding what you need protection from. Mm. So that's so true. I love that. That's so true. Keep going. Yeah. So <laughs> like your, your comfort zone is this place that you live. And if you haven't read, you are a badass by Jen Sincero, go check it out. Cause she has this conversation about a, pump, a comfort zone that blew my mind. And it said, um, the walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with a lifetime of your favorite excuses. Oh man. And it's the first time that I thought of my comfort zone as a place I live. Like I thought of my living room and outside of this comfort zone 
is this whole world that has everything you want and it's completely harmless out there, mm -hmm. but you have to get uncomfortable. You have to be willing to risk failure. You have to be willing to do things that your mind says, whoa, 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 danger. You know, on my mirror is this um, quote that says, don't sacrifice your peace because chaos is comfortable. Mm. We get used to where we're at. And then when we go to take steps to change that, there are a million different things that could be going on. Your brain's saying, whoa, 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 you're not that person, right? Your, your identity is tied to being, for me for a long time, my identity was tied to being the person that needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. So when I tried to step out and help others, who am I to help people? I need to be fixed, right? So you're challenging your identity. You're challenging what your brain thinks you need to be um, you need to be protected from. So one of the best things you can do is just acknowledge, learn your behaviors, which require somebody on the outside that's not involved in your story to look at you and say, Hey, did you realize that every time we start talking about this, you react like this? Did mm -hmm. you realize that every time you pay off your car, you go buy another one, right? right? Like these, these behaviors, cause we don't. And then we're like, why do I always live paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. Well, it's crazy the way, that. yeah, it's crazy the way that we kind of like sleepwalk through these types of things, you yeah. know, and, and, um, you know, like, like you said, you're, you're going through it now. I think I went through it when I paid off my car a couple of years ago, where it was just six months of like, I was just itching to get another yeah. car payment because I thought that was, you know, I had accepted as part of my story that for my, like, I was like, you know, from when I was 21 to 30, I had car payments for different cars. And so when I actually had a car that I paid off, I was like, Whoa, I haven't, I have another car payment available that I can fill now. And I was like, yeah. what, you know, what's the car that I should get? And, you know, I, I fought that off for probably six months before I was able to like, it just faded, you know, like I fought it off long enough that the idea realized like, okay, we're not breaking through on this. Yeah. Um, but that identity shift of like, we, like these stories we tell ourselves that become what we think is our life. Right. Because and the comfort zone thing is is important, especially and, and understanding from a marketing perspective is that everyone is is wired with these caveman brains because yes. it did it where our brain and subconscious are trying to protect us from things that used to be deadly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like back then things were deadly. If we left the house, you could get killed by a tiger or whatever. Like but that our brains still work that way. But that same threat is not actually there. And so that's what we need to recognize. But you know, what are, what are some ways I love, you know, you said having a, a friendly, you know, a friendly person that you have this, you know, I think you obviously have to have a talk and say, Hey, I want you to start calling me out on these things yeah. and I'll, and I won't get mad at you for it. Right. Um, but I think yeah, and also, that's the key. You right. have to like mean it when you right. say, I won't get mad at me. And this is why I am super, super cautious with people mm -hmm. that are like, Hey, let me call my friend. You need yeah. somebody that's invested in your success and not invested in your story. Because mm. what's going to happen when you call that friend is they're going to say something to you. And you're going to say, you always do this to me. Like, right. why do you always point out my flaws? Like, cause you, you asked know, me to, because you asked me to, <laughs> well, I did it. You know what I mean? So you need somebody that you don't have an emotional attachment to. You need somebody who has no skin in the game of what your end outcome is that can listen to you and say, okay, this is where you want to go. We'll, we'll go there instead of the friend, the sister, the brother, the parent that has had this idea of what they want your life to be based upon their filters. And now they're unconsciously putting their opinions into the advice they're giving you. So yeah. you have to have somebody that's not invested in your story. And, you know, I highly suggest you pay this person as a coach. 
if not find a mentor, yeah. barter services, do something, but find somebody that's not a part of your story. Yeah. Um, and then listen to them and get out of your own way. Be willing to have the uncomfortable conversation and journal, like yeah, honestly, journal, I, that's, reflect. That's exactly what I was going to say is that if you don't have a friend or a person that you can do this with is the easiest way to get started is just that, you know, a daily journal doing, you know, I, I do intentions in the morning. Like what, well, here's the, here's what's on my calendar today. Here's what I need to get done here. You know, I use, I personally, I use the best self journal or best self planner, whatever it's called. And it says, you know, you write down your, your three things you need to get done. You put your calendar and then it says, what well, will make today great. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, they, they took this out as like a default thing, but there's an open space. So at, at the end of the day, you can go and then write down, reflect like, Hey, here's the good things. Here's the bad things. Like, here's why. And you know, like we talked about before, it's like, I, I have, look, it's something that we're all, we're all always trying to work through, but like, there's way too many days at the end of the day where I'm like, I was busy today, but I didn't knock off the three rocks that I put down as that needed to get done. Right. So like what happened there? And so once you get the self-awareness, then you can start to guide yourself to break through it. And the self-awareness is the hard part, right? It's the part that prevents people from getting started because it requires you to admit where you are right now um, and and where you're not. You know, I heard somebody and I don't remember where I heard it, so I can't credit them. Just know it wasn't <laughs> me um, that was talking about it as a GPS situation. Like mm. you would never get in your car, turn on a destination. Like you're on the East Coast. I'm in Vegas. If we wanted to go to Nashville, there's two different routes for us yeah. to get there. We would never just put in Nashville and hope we made it. You have to know where you're starting. Right. And in order to know where you're starting, you have to be willing to hear things that you don't want to hear. Um, And so really like, also I did a podcast episode on um, the difference between like why and like asking yourself why I'm not a big fan of the question. Why? Mm. Because you mentioned stories and our brains need stories. So when you say, Hey, why is this happening? Your brain's going to say, I don't know. Let me figure it out. And then it's going to create the answer you need. So Mm. in the NLP world, we ask, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of this action? What am I hoping to accomplish with it? For me, it was a six-figure income that I thought was going to solve all my problems. What's the purpose of the six-figure income? If I would have asked myself that, maybe I wouldn't have crashed, right? right? So as you're doing these actions, and as you say, I just don't know why every time I get this amount of money in my bank account, I go buy a car. Not that I know anything (laughs) about this. Um, Every time I get this amount of money in my account, I go buy a car. What's the purpose of this? Is it so you can maintain the identity of somebody who's always lived paycheck to paycheck? That's a hard place to to go. That's a hard conversation to have. It's our internal thermostat keeps us limited, right? And and yeah, I'll give you, you posted on Facebook. I don't know if I saw it this morning. I don't know if it was yesterday, but about book recommendations and Mm -hmm. a book that I I recently read called the big leap. And it talks about upper, upper limit problems. Right. And, and we all have this thermostat that we're comfortable in our life being this type of way, even though it seems like, yeah, of course I want to have way more money in the bank, but for some reason I keep, you know, I want to have another car payment instead. And it's because our subconscious identity is comfortable. We're familiar. We've Mm -hmm. been in this place where we spend X amount of dollars or we don't have that money in the bank yet. We're familiar here and we're not dead. So this is the safe place. Yeah. And I mean, 
we can't fault ourselves for things that we didn't know existed, right? So we don't know what we don't know about life, mm -hmm. about the way the mind works. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, I had never even thought about that, like that's amazing because now's the best place to or the best time to start, right? Yep. This is why reading's so important. Yeah. Because, you know, for so long I quit reading because law school will do that to you. I loved <laughs> to read. If you ever want to like lose your love of reading, go to law school. Um, <laughs> at the end of it though, I was like, man, I miss reading. And so I started, I started again. And then I entered the personal development world where everybody's talking about like the hundreds of books they're reading a year. Yeah. And my overachiever identity was like, <laughs> let me on board, right? But the reality is like, somebody says something that hits you in a way it never has before. Somebody says something that makes you realize that the world can be a way you never thought it could be before. Like we are constantly operating with the best we can with the tools we have available on how the world is. And that's created by all of our experiences. And it doesn't get shifted until you either have new experiences or somebody else has experiences mm -hmm. that you pay attention to that show you that the world isn't the way you thought it was. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's a perfect spot to recap what we went through today, because what we want to help our listeners be more aware of and recognize, because maybe you didn't understand this before that, you know, you know, that the world of business has shifted, you know, that things are on the internet, but you know, you, you're not sure exactly how to articulate what needs to get done. You just know things shouldn't be the way they used to be. Well, we talked about the mindset shifts today to become a successful modern entrepreneur. And that is by shifting your marketing your business from promotion to empowering your audience. We talked about shifting from being self-centered to being customer centric. We talked about shifting from commercials to content and shifting from being a consumer to becoming a creator and understanding that to do all this, we talked about you have to pay something, whether it's the time, sweat equity or advertising budget. You know, you can't just create and pray that things are going to happen. You have to pay and make these changes like we talked about today. So, and then Amber did a great job talking about these identity shifts and why we hold ourselves back from, okay, step one, become self-aware of what our intentions are and what, what's the purpose. And then two, how, how do we accomplish getting from where we're at? Cause we need that. We need that for our directions. Like you said, with the GPS, we need to know where we're at. Now we can understand here's how we get to where we want to go with a purpose and intention. And then you can start telling yourself new stories based on what your purpose is and understanding here's how I'm going to get there because I'm modeling the success that other people and other businesses have already proven to work. And this is the kind of stuff that we're going to be breaking down even more individually in the next few episodes. So make sure you guys are subscribed on airbrands.com slash show. We're on all your favorite podcast players, wherever you're listening. Uh, if you want more of this stuff and the free resources that come along with it and the show notes on airbrands.com slash show. If you love what Amber's talking about and how she helps her clients understand this kind of stuff with their own identity, making those shifts. If you need that friendly outsider for some advice, you can catch her at morethancorporate.com. And she's got a great podcast on, on all this stuff that she talks about with her uh, solo episodes and her guests, which is great. I'm a subscriber. I love the content she's putting out over there, which is why we brought her onto this show. And if this episode resonated with you, it would be really great if you shared it with someone that you know would find some value in understanding how to become a successful modern entrepreneur and shift that identity so you can take action on the stuff that we talked about. And until next week, we will catch you guys on the next episode.